You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday and it's Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investment. So therefore, it's Wayne on Wednesday. And this podcast is proudly brought to you by sharenet.co.za. Wayne, there's a melt-up going on. And I can only describe it as yes. a melt-up in the United States. The markets are melting up and I can't see why, but I understand that they are doing so. It's extraordinary. Yes. Yes. There's a couple of reasons. One's been in place for a while now, since the beginning of the year. And that is the change in the Federal Reserve stance on interest rates. Right. When they said interest rates flat, no more hikes effectively, that started the bull market. And it's been running for three months now. And just very recently today, in the last few days, the combination of two events, both related to China. One is the Chinese uh, Purchasing Managers Index. The industrial output numbers came out. Yeah. Best in three months, went positive. All very good. And in fact, I think the USA's PMI might have also come out, which was very positive. And then the other bit of big news today is it seems as though this trade war threat has been finally settled. All the news and nothing's confirmed yet. I want to stress that and you never know what could happen. But it looks as though they've signed, sealed and delivered. They're just dotting the I's and crossing the T's and how they're going to implement it and how they're going to monitor it. But the big news out today was trade deal has been settled and that's just pushing the whole lot our market everything of course domestically the moody's doing nothing is clearly a positive and we what we touched was it 58 or 59,000 today so it's up strong the last few days and so far this year the market's up 12 14 percent yeah well, and the other thing is in Germany today, it says here, the headline I've got is strong services PMI spotlights a tale of two German economies. Employment prices and backlogs all grew in Germany's services sector in March, etc. And that's in sharp contrast to what we had from the mm. uh, factory and production output yeah. about yeah. 10, 11 days ago. It, it, it just seems that the market needed an excuse to go up. And yeah. I, I can, I can yes. distinctly remember one Friday, I think it was two Fridays ago, when the Dow Jones was down 460 points. And I thought, goodness me, over the weekend, I thought Monday's going to be one of those horrible Black Mondays. And ever since mm. then, the market has just taken off. Yeah. The sentiment yeah, is the one thing, but it, really is it justified, Wayne? Is it justified? Look, the market, market valuations, both domestically in the US, are not stretched. And the, but understand the economy is slowing down. So what this is, is actually just a retracement of the fall it had when it looked as though U.S. interest rates were still going up and there would be a trade war. So, so far, that's all that's happened is we've retraced to where we were in October, the, the U.S. market now. We've retraced to where we were in October last year before the real tension started about trade wars and U.S. interest rates. Yes. So that's all that's happened so far. I doubt if we're embarking on another major structural bull market. I doubt that very, very much. Simply because the U.S. economy, despite the latest figures that have come out, the U.S. economy, the whole world's economy, the growth rate is clearly slowing down. Nothing dramatic, nothing to worry about. But we're not about to go on another surge of economic activity. So I would think that this is simply a retracement because the bad news is out of the system. The, the, the worries are out of the system. 
Okay, but we are close to new all-time highs on the overseas markets, and and that is yes. that is something quite significant. What is going to be the next leg up, though? Because do earnings justify what we are seeing? No, at the I don't think so. Earnings earnings will not be nearly as positive as what they were previously. So they've fallen from two years ago, one year ago, 15, 16% to 5%. So it's still there. Earnings are there. And 5% is not bad in a 2% economy, 2% inflation economy. Yes. But it's not, it's not 17. You know, so earnings won't, I don't think earnings would propel it because earnings are artificially bumped up by the tax, by the tax cuts by Trump. Right. And that doesn't reoccur again. But okay. the, the whole environment looks fairly benign. It looks fairly good. It looks reasonable, but it's not major bullish. So as I said before, this, I think, is just a retracement because the bad news is out of the system. The bad news that made it fall in October, November, December last year in the US has now reversed, and so the market has reversed. Okay, well, that's the general picture. I'm just looking at the Stock Exchange news service announcements from sharenet.co.za, and I see it at 12.53 today. We had EOH Holdings Limited, a further yes. cautionary Further cautionary. Uh, no, what are they cautioning no, on, on, just, on now? What, no, no, what, they just... They turn just your screen off is the cautionary, I would say. Yeah. Just turn your screen off when it comes to that company. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, it's terrible. It's down to about nine rand. Now from a peak at 150, eh? Yeah, look, no, they're just renewing the cautionary saying we in, we're still doing this private investigation into essentially why Microsoft cancelled their agreement. So there's no there's no new news on EOH. It's simply a renewal of a cautionary because they haven't finished that investigation yet. Well, it doesn't matter why they did it, they've done it. And Microsoft, it's not exactly the case that you can phone up Bill Gates and say, look, we've, no. done, our, we've done our investigation and actually, yes, you're quite right, but we think we should get back together again. It's not going to happen, Wayne. It's finished. No, now. it won't. No, I wouldn't say it's finished because EOH is still a major, major player in the IT market in South Africa, despite what the share price has done. It has still got significant contracts throughout the country. Uh, mainly with government, and that's the worry, and that's what all all this, all all the, all the, the the bribery and corruption is going on all about. Now they're still a major supplier, and if this can be settled, if it can be settled, right. it is possible that 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 Microsoft will reinstate them as a supplier because, as I said, they are a major major player. But of course, it's a case of if this can be settled. Mm. Well, I suppose you could say to yourself, as I keep on going on, I keep on comparing EOH with Dimension Data. If Dimension Data's share price was 70, 75 rand and they could carry on buying yeah. companies because of their inflated share price, yeah, then they, finished, they yeah. would be different. But then it went down to 1 rand 80 per share. Yes. And then they and delisted that, at 13.05. I mean, yeah, that part of EOH is dead. Very the business of the, the 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 business of buying small companies, buying cheap companies at a high PE share price, that's gone. Right. But EOH has significant more business than Dimension Data ever had. Dimension Data, at the end of the day, when you put everything in a pot and stir it, they were <laughs> dropping off boxes. They didn't have that much annuity income, and there's those, those many that many contracts. Whereas EOH actually does. So you're saying so it was I'm not for a moment saying I'm, I'm not for a moment saying EOH goes to 150, mm. but if they could settle all this stuff and get back, if and it's again a big if, if they can settle all this bribery and corruption and get to the bottom of it and clear it all up and sort everything out, there is still a viable business there.
Are you saying that DDT was just a box dropping company? In your words, it's obviously. It's <laughs> well, obviously... I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it was quite that. It was a little bit more than dropping boxes, but it was a big part of their business was dropping off boxes. So it was never a seventy-five rand a share company. Never. No, it was never, never. But that was the dot com. That was the dot com boom. Yeah, and that was Jeremy Ord and the mystique around him, I suppose, as well. Yeah, no, I can remember going to a Dimension Data function once at the Dimension Data campus downstairs in the basement in the car park and it was a massive car park and there were i don't know two thousand people there right and there was only the best caviar and moyer champagne there yeah that was it yeah those days are long gone <laughs> yes they are yes they are but they're, t- they're saying that it may come back to the jsc and any company that comes to the jsc is interesting at the moment and the jsc limited has yes. been doing rather well in the last couple of days uh, because of volumes of 19 to 23 volumes are up, average. Yeah. Yeah, vol- volumes are up but would you be buying it given what we've been seeing with nasbest going to amsterdam etc would you that's would a you big look at the one Nasbest is 20%, 25% of their turnover, and some of that turnover will disappear. Mm. Not all of it, but some of it will disappear. Yeah. No, I wouldn't buy JSE, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. All right. Now, today's major moves to the upside, Wayne. Aspen, Implats, Sappy, Absa Group, and Old Mutual to the downside. Growth Point, Liberty Holdings, and Brait are three of the five, and the other two are insignificant. I don't even need to mention them. Yeah, but Aspen going yeah, back look, up to ninety-eight rand, not bad. Yeah, no, look, it's it's suing, doing some sort of recovery because that's you can argue another one that was caught out by doing too many acquisitions. They use debt, not shares. They use debt, so they did too many acquisitions, and now the debt is massive. And you know, a year ago, Aspen's future was the infant formula in China. Yeah. And the next thing they've sold it to settle the debt because they got it, they got they got squeezed. Yeah. And did they lose? Did but they, they mean, lose they money is... on the transaction? I mean, tell me how much. No, they, they made a fortune. They made a fortune, but if they had kept it, they might have made a bigger fortune. Mm. Oh no, no, no! They made money on the deal, but the, the problem is they sold the crown jewels to settle the debt. Why couldn't they sell that other things the that weren't the crown jewels? Why couldn't they sell other things? Was that the most liquid asset because, that they because, had? Because why? You sell what people want to buy. Okay. People might not necessarily want to buy the other parts of the business because they're not the crown jewels. Mm. I'm not saying they're bad businesses, but they're not the crown jewels. Well, you do- if you squeeze, you sell, you sell the most liquid that you buy. And that was the most liquid one they had. Okay, Wayne, you, you sat down yesterday, which was, no, sorry, on Monday, which was April the 1st, and you thought to yourself, right, the second quarter has just begun. And I'm looking forward yes. to the rest of the year and Moody's has done this and the Chinese are doing that and the Germans are doing something else and Mr. Trump is still in the White House. You said to yourself, the fact is that the markets are doing well. What are you investing FNB Wealth and Investments money in or its clients' money? Yeah, we're investing in South African orientated shares because we believe that the future for South Africa is going to be better than the past. I'm not saying the future is going to be good. I'm just saying it's going to be better than the past, and the South African shares are at very reasonable valuation. So we're buying the banks and the retailers simplistically. Simple as that. Yeah. Despite the fact that nobody's got any money in South Africa, the company, the, sorry, the country's not creating any jobs whatsoever. The fact is, you're still saying that possibly we've, because of what the sort of 
attitude that Lindsay Williams has has been fully discounted and more by the stock prices that we're seeing at the moment and therefore we're going to get a 10, 15, 20% retracement from the current levels. Is that your attitude? Yes. Yes. And it's not just a case of the bad news is in the share prices. That is part of it. But we actually think the news will turn more positive going forward because the biggest drawback that's holding South Africa, the biggest thing that's holding South Africa back is in fact sentiment. You know, people are not over-indebted. I know there's no job creation. I get all of that, understand all of that. Yes. But the biggest single reason is that people haven't got confidence to borrow and spend. Right. Because you look at credit advances by the big bank. and I mean, as you said, I work for a big bank. Credit advances for the, for the big banks into the private individual sector and the mortgage bond sector has been growing in mid-single digits for eight to ten years. That can pick up if sentiment changes. Okay, well, that's great. I, I still don't see it. I still don't see the, the, the sentiment changing even after the election because we know what the election is. It's not like an election in the United Kingdom where they say, well, it could be this or it could be that and something could happen because look what happened with the Brexit vote, the Brexit referendum. We know what's going to happen in South Africa. There's going to be a 60% majority for the ANC and the ANC, doesn't matter who's in charge, is not going to change its policies. There will still be three people getting benefits for every one person that pays taxes. Now, look, three people benefits to one person paying tax isn't going to change at all. But, you know, I suppose, use, let's, let's, let's use an, a, 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 a real-life example. A year ago, when you went to your news feed, all you, you heard about was allegations and stories about corruption in the government. Now when you go to your news feed, all you hear about is corruption in the government at a commission of inquiry that's trying to get to the bottom of this and get rid of the people who have done it and send them to jail and sort it out. So what? So things are changing, eh? Yeah. So, no, they are changing. So what? I mean, if someone goes to jail, does, 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 every, that doesn't every, create a job, though, no, Wayne. It's not, it's, it's, not, it's not the case of going to jail. It's a case of there's brand new management in all of these areas where the guys are going to, where the previous managements are all involved in these uh, investigations and everything. I mean, every single senior, every single senior person at all the SOEs are gone. Surely that must be a positive. But I mean, then again, maybe I am, I suppose I'm hanging my hat on the fact that it couldn't have got much, much worse, so therefore it will get better. So I'm not saying for a moment it's going to be good. All I'm saying is it will get better. I really hope so. Wayne, just give me one stock that justifies what you've just said. You don't have to tell me, actually, you don't have to tell me the stock. Just give me one sector, one part of the JC Securities Exchange, one part of the South African economy on which you are hanging your hat. A stock would be great, but otherwise, just, just give me yeah, no, something to justify what you've just said. Buy ShopRite. Buy ShopRite. Simple as that. Okay. In that case, we will expand upon that. You're in a lift. You're in a corridor. Wayne, thanks so much for your time, as always. That was Wayne McCurry from F&B Wealth and Investment, and that was Wayne on Wednesday. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za.